Apocalypse Rock, Chapter 27 New to the Team Doug sighed at his reflection in the bathroom mirror. He wiped away the dried blood from the fresh scrapes on his right cheek. The blood had crept into the wrinkles around his eyes, reddening his crow's feet. He washed his face in the sink, the water draining with a tinge of blood. The bandage around his head was covered in dirt and tiny twigs. Doug thought he saw a wood bug crawl out from one of the folds. He pulled the filthy bandage off his head and shoved it into a garbage can. He tried to fix his hair. He looked in the mirror. He sighed again. Doug left the bathroom, trying to look confident and purposeful. A dizzy spell hit him as he climbed the stairwell to the school's upper level. At the far end of the beige-colored hallway was room number four. He took a deep breath and tried to compose himself, then walked toward it, determined to seem sane despite how he looked. Apart from new carpets and posters, the school hadn't changed much since Doug attended as a kid. The pale yellow wood door to classroom four was slightly open. Opposite was a series of glass-paneled walls through which Doug could see the library. Groups of kids were sprawled out among the clusters of beanbag chairs and pillows, reading quietly. Doug knocked gently on the door to room four. Hello? A voice answered. Doug poked his head in. Sitting on a small school chair in the middle of the room was Charlene Pendergrast. She was bedecked in a selection of pleasantly flowing floral and batik pattern textiles, somewhere between a sari and a pair of pajamas. Next to her, also sitting on a two-small chair, was a medium-billed man in the kind of grey suit and tie you'd expect a lawyer to wear. The man's grey hair was trimmed down to a basic crew cut, which made him look almost boyish, his round face fixed with the look of a surgeon with bad news. Hey, sorry I'm late, said Doug, his head still poking in through the door. Hi, Doug, Charlene replied, her smile immediately turning to concern when she registered Doug's face and head. Oh my, what's happened to you? Charlene came over to Doug and inspected him closely. It's a long story, replied Doug, stepping into the classroom. Charlene reached out and gently turned Doug's face so she could look at the series of small scrapes then squinted at his bandage. Douglas, you look terrible. Yeah, sorry, this morning's been messy, Doug replied. Charlene frowned. Those scrapes are nasty. You smell like you've been drinking shots around a campfire. You're not far off, laughed Doug. A boo smells Dr. Hubble's secret sauce. And July's house burned down this morning. Me and Bear saw it happen. It only took a few minutes for it to go up. Charlene balked as Doug related July's arrest and the series of events that had followed it. It's outrageous, Charlene exclaimed, shaking her head. I mean, July always seemed to have a few funny side hustles going on, but this? Charlene caught herself. Doug, it sounds also stressful. Let's do a quick catch-up after this. Charlene motioned back toward the serious-faced man, who was sitting in the middle of the room, completely still. This is Gavin Gregory. He just joined us last week as a teacher and developmental counselor. Gavin will be working across all age levels with a focus on emotional health. Charlene continued, looking over at Gavin. 
And if I understood correctly, Gavin will also be doing community outreach with Dr. Hubble. Isn't that right? Gavin stood up and Doug shook his hand. Hello, Mr. Shasta. Charlene is correct. You'll all be seeing a lot more of me. Outside my current scholastic duties, I'm a trained community wellness advisor. Before being called out here, I was in Seattle, setting up the Innovasol Trust New Endless Wellness in the Community Project, so it's something that I have quite a lot of experience in. Doug nodded. I'm Sternum's phone and internet guy. Gavin turned to Charlene. And Mr. Shasta is the father of Dora and Irene. That's right, the Shasta sisters. Charlene smiled at Doug. Yeah, their mom, Siobhan, she says she's sorry she can't make it, Doug interjected. She's an actor and it's her first TV series. There was a last minute reshoot, so we couldn't change it. Well, too bad for us, but very good for her, responded Gavin, so flatly that Doug couldn't tell if it was a joke or not. Are you ready to start the meeting, Mr. Shasta? Okay. Charlene jumped right in. Let's start with the eldest, Dora. Doug and Charlene discussed his first daughter's progress, her strengths and areas that needed support. Gavin sat stony-faced and erect, his eyes fixed unsettlingly on Doug. They started discussing Irene and then got to the subject of shared parenting. Gavin just told me that he's had sessions with Dora and Irene, and he's got a few questions regarding the relationship between you and their mum, Charlene said adjusting her posture in the little chair. What do you mean by sessions? Doug still felt dizzy. Gavin cleared his throat. Well, Mr. Shasta, I've had separate one-to-one -one discussions with both your daughters, and a session with them together about how you and their mother work. Hold on. Doug's throat tightened. When that happened? Gavin's face was expressionless, but Doug sensed a strange energy in the man's eyes. Yesterday, as I was saying, do you ask their mother? I sure wasn't told. Doug felt his face heating up. Gavin tensed inside his gray suit, but his face stayed fixed. From our observations, we decided we needed to run those sessions immediately, said Gavin. Yourself and Dora and Irene's mother will receive separate notifications in the mail as soon as possible. I don't want to get hung up on this, but do you even have the right to do that? countered Doug. Charlene looked uncomfortable. Even more than after the time when Abby Softwater swallowed the grade three classes goldfish. We do have the right, Mr. Shasta, if we decide the matter is urgent. A hint of impatience seeped into Gavin's voice. I must be straightforward with you. I see signs of repressed trauma in both your daughters. Doug turned to Charlene. He felt a growing urge to stand up and leave. Does Sam know about this? Charlene hesitated. From what I understand, she looked over at Gavin, who was staring at Doug. Yes, I emailed Principal Meyer just before this meeting. He's been updated about everything, Gavin said. In all honesty, Mr. Shast, I hope that you can see the gravity of the situation with your daughters, that you'll allow for the proper processes to take place with a minimum of upset all around. Doug let Gavin's statement sink in. I just sat here with Charlene, hearing how well my kids are doing. Then you're here all of a week and start to interrogate them, without telling me or their mom, or even your own boss, from what it sounds like. 
Doug turned to Charlene. Did you know this was happening? Doug, I know that this is upsetting to hear. She seemed as confused as Doug. But we should follow procedure. Gavin is our counselor, so we need to take his professional opinion seriously and act on it accordingly. Gavin continued staring at Doug. Mr. Shasta, as I was trying to say, we have found... We, Doug muttered. He felt like punching the man square in his smug face. We have found indicators of post-traumatic stress disorder in both your daughters, Gavin went on, almost as if he was reading an email out loud. How this might relate to your previous or ongoing relationship with their mother, or due to some other events, is up for discovery with a third-party mental health professional. I would assume that it could be disruptive with their mother being away so often for her career. Maybe there are other stressors that they sense, like money problems, mental health issues, substance abuse, or something else. Doug stared at the rotund man perched directly atop his too-small chair. He imagined punching him again. We need an objective, professional judgment, said Gavin. So I have instigated dialogue with the school district head office. There'll be more information soon, but this will mean an appointed psychiatrist who will work to all necessary guidelines. Doug was silent. Smack. He imagined how satisfying the punch would sound. It'll be okay, Doug, said Charlene. We'll figure this out quickly and make sure Dora and Irene are okay. The indicators? Doug asked, looking into the middle distance between the two teachers. Excuse me? replied Gavin. The indicators. The ones who say show profound trauma in my daughters. I can't divulge that at this point, Mr. Shasta, Gavin replied. It might compromise the trauma discovery process. This is crazy, Doug's voice shook. Doug pointed at Gavin. You're crazy. He could swear he glimpsed the shadow of a smile across Gavin's face, just for a fraction of a second. Doug clenched his fists. A stinging burn coursed out from the bite wound. Doug's face contorted. Charlene stood up, reached out, and held Doug's arm. Let's step outside for a minute and cool down, okay? Rock is written and read by me, Nate Patsinski. For more, go to apocalypserock.xyz. Thanks for listening.